Hi folks, and welcome to Elevate Your Game, a podcast where we take a deep dive into how to successfully bag game for the table and make it delicious. We'll explore hunting techniques, tools and equipment to increase your field success, and the utensils and culinary techniques that make wild protein delectable. My name is Tim Fowler, and I'm a Canadian journalist, chef, hunter, fisherman, and wild game cook. We'll talk with relevant experts, review gear that will help you achieve your goals, and provide game preparation details that will deliver memorable meals. Direct message me your questions on Instagram at Timothy D. Fowler, and while you're at it, give me a follow. Or you can email me your culinary questions at tim at birchcanoe.ca. Whatever your favorite wild protein, together we will elevate your game. Hi, folks, and welcome to Elevate Your Game. Today, we're talking with Leah Kongsrud, Executive Director of the North Saskatchewan Watershed Alliance. Leah, please introduce yourself. Tell us where you're situated and what your role is. Well, thanks, Tim. Well, um, so I'm the Executive Director here at the North Saskatchewan Watershed Alliance, and we're actually based uh, in Edmonton. but our watershed is uh, quite large. It goes from the Saskatchewan Glacier in the Rocky Mountains uh, all the way to the Saskatchewan border. And the watershed itself um, covers 57,000 square kilometers. So that's larger than you know most small European countries. Um, and then the river, uh, the North Saskatchewan River itself is the watercourse that is is the kind of the backbone of the watershed. So it's important that, you know, yes, the North Saskatchewan River is part of what we do, um, but it's really all of the land and all of the tributaries and creeks and lakes and wetlands that drain into the North Saskatchewan is what we focus on. So it's as much as it says watershed, it really is a body of land that drains into the North Saskatchewan River. That sounds like a huge, that sounds like a huge mandate. It is, it is quite a huge mandate. And actually um, the North Saskatchewan Watershed Alliance is one of 11 watershed planning and advisory councils in Alberta. So there is a, another watershed alliance for the Peace River, Athabasca, the Bow, Red Deer, uh, all across Canada or pardon me, across Alberta. Um, And we were designated by the government of Alberta in 2005 as one of the major partners in uh, the Alberta Water for Life strategy. And the strategy has three main goals, uh, safe, secure drinking water, um, healthy aquatic ecosystems, and then um, um, sustainable water for uh, economy. So it really is those, you know, those three things that we focus on as a water planning and advisory council. What's the role of the Watershed Alliance? Mm-hmm. No, great question. Again, so what's our mandate? So uh, we really have, well, again, I'd say probably three main goals. Uh, our overall vision is really to protect and improve the health of the North Saskatchewan River watershed. Uh, and how do we do that? We do that through collaborative partnerships, uh, watershed 
you know, research and planning, and then sharing the knowledge that we have. Uh, and a key point about these watershed planning and advisory councils is as much as we're designated by the province, we have no regulatory authority. Everything that we do is voluntary. So whether it's with the government of Alberta that we provide advice to, or municipalities we deal with, or right down to the local landowner, uh, everything we do is is voluntary. So would you describe that as a consultative advisory kind of role? So when you say voluntary, does it mean the people you're making the recommendations to, whether they follow that direction or not, is voluntary? Is that, is that what that means? That's okay. Yeah. So, would, so would you describe the role of the Alliance as advisory? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we are totally advisory. Um, and we'd like to provide, uh, where we can, provide tools and information to the people mm. who actually make decisions mm. around, mm-hmm. you know, watershed uh, land use planning. And municipalities are, are really key in that. And then individual landowners, like, you know, our farmers and ranchers. Yep. Um, so we really try to help them get information and tools that they need to make really good informed decisions for um, the watershed health. Interesting. So what what kinds of things did um, so let's just go back just a step. You mentioned 2005. The mm-hmm. mandate came from the government. Is that when you started or were you in in was the organization in place before 2005? Yeah, actually, we were, Tim. We were actually existed um, uh, in 2000. We became a nonprofit society, and we are still a nonprofit society. Um, and really, it was a group of, you know, um, parties that were interested in maintaining the health of the river. So it was groups like the City of Edmonton, Trouts Unlimited, uh, Agriculture Canada, um, some local municipalities that, you know, really saw, you know, the North Saskatchewan River as kind of uh, the heart of their communities. Uh, and so we became a nonprofit in in uh, 2000. So what was the situation between 2000 and 2005 with the river and with the watershed? And then I want to get to sort of what did you see or what did the organization see when you got started? And then what kinds of things did you undertake um, so let's start with that. What did you find or what did, what did the Alliance find 2000, 2005? Again, great question. So um, the, the province actually has a watershed planning framework now. And I'd like to say like the North Saskatchewan Watershed Alliance was really kind of the leading edge of that. And so when the group got together, the first thing they said was we need to do a state of the watershed. And, and what's that? That's basically trying to gather all the information that is out there about the watershed. What do we know? What do we know about the North Saskatchewan River and its tributaries? What do we know about the land use or agriculture, you know, intensity, um, you know, urban growth? What do we know? Uh, and so in 2005, we actually produced a state of the watershed report. Uh, and it was it was very enlightening, I think, but it's an important first step. Um, and it really told us that one is that the condition of the watershed as a whole was fair to good. Uh, you know, if you look at a scale from, you know, poor, fair, good or excellent, it was fair to good. Um, we kind of tackled it on a smaller 
in smaller chunks. So, you know, 57,000 square kilometers is huge. It's massive. And it goes through like four ecoregions and <laughs> different land uses. And so there's actually, if you break it down into sub watersheds, uh, there are 12 sub watersheds in our, the larger watershed. So we actually did an assessment for each sub watershed because they're very different. And yourself living in St. Albert, uh, the Sturgeon River is a sub-watershed. Okay. And so the Sturgeon watershed was assessed. Um, okay. Okay. So we did those assessments. And again, fair to good. Um, and then the other really important thing that it found out was we don't have a lot of information uh, on certain things like um, fish populations or aquatic uh, health, like um like plants and, uh, you know, invertebrates that live in the water bodies. Uh, we had some water quality information, not a ton. Um, and then land use. Um, and uh, hang on, I'm getting an error message here. Do you want to learn? Okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. um, so there was a lot of data gaps. So really what the report said was, look, we, we know a little bit about most of the subwatersheds, a lot about some of them. I mean, the ones around Edmonton, obviously, uh, you know, have probably been studied quite a bit. You know, the ones that are more remote, you know, in the outside edges, not as much. So from 2005 until about 2010, uh, the North Saskatchewan watershed really did a bunch of intensive uh, technical scientific studies to really just gather some baseline information. Um, and five years is not a lot of long time, but there was probably over a dozen technical reports that were uh, funded either through the Alberta government and grants, or um, we had applied for grants from other funding sources to do that. And then presumably that sort of points to some actions that, and then I'm, I'm interested to know about that. So what, where, where did that um, data collection, um, what do you call it? Probably the assessment of the data. So the process is collect the data, then bring it together and assemble it and assess it. And then say, okay, based on this, where, where should we go and what should we do? So what was the result of that? What was the, where do we go and what do we do? And again, just as part of the watershed planning, the next step you're supposed to do is what's called an integrated watershed management plan, which is exactly what you said. Where, what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? And that was actually completed in 2012. Uh, and it's really guided all of our work since then. So um, it's been almost 10 years. So what did it say? Um, it said things like... Um, uh, there's definitely some sub-watersheds that are more impacted than others. We should concentrate our work in those. Um, it said that um, there's some good water quality information for the North Saskatchewan River itself, but not a lot of data on its tributaries, like the Sturgeon River or Vermilion River or the Ram River. Um, it also said is that there is very, very little information on things like wetlands, uh, riparian area health, and um, aquatic health. Again, that's, you know, how is uh, 
um, you know, the fish, the aquatic bugs and the plants, how are they doing? Because those are really your canaries in your coal mine is, is those mm-hmm. living creatures that, mm-hmm. you know, really, mm-hmm. are they doing well or aren't they? Not mm-hmm. a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what we've been doing. So, <laughs> so okay. the end, yeah, is we've been trying to fill in again, some of that information um, and make tools uh, and, uh, for people who are making decisions. And then after that, after 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 2010, integrated watershed plan, and then then what kinds of things were uh, were you tangled up in? Well, the the watershed management plan was done 2012. Um, okay. So what we decided to do, and I mean every you know area is different. Um, what we decided to do was work in a lot more detail and get into a lot more local issues by collaborating with our subwatershed alliances. So we knew that there were some subwatersheds that were, you know, had a lot more impacts than others. So for example, one of our subwatersheds is the Vermilion uh, watershed. And it was poor to fair in terms of assessment. Um, Largely because, one, it has, you know, intensive agricultural development. Um, and then, two, it also is a river that is further east, so it has, uh, you know, less precipitation, higher temperatures, so the flows are lower. Uh, and, of course, you know, if you have a slow-moving, uh, you know, shallow river, you tend to see impacts much greater than, you know, yep. the North Saskatchewan itself. So, um, so we actually started meeting with, our collaborative partners in those areas. We started meeting with uh, the municipalities, uh, the local, um, you know, and fieldmen, uh, the local Alberta environment staff. And we said, hey, you guys, there's these issues. Why don't we get together and see what we can come up with? Um, And that group uh, actually established itself around 2012 and just won uh, an Emerald Award. Uh, last week. Nice. Which uh, that's cool. Sorry. Which word? Which award? An emerald, Alberta Emerald Award, which is Alberta's environmental award. Um, nice. So, yeah, it was so exciting. It was so great. Um, this group has worked. Um, they of course did a lot of their data collection, and they said, "What action did they want to do? They wanted to do riparian restoration. They wanted to enhance wetlands." Uh, which really was shown through the studies that that was really what was missing. Um, and so, again, the North Saskatchewan Watershed Alliance, we facilitate these groups. So we applied for a grant on their behalf um, and got $1.4 million uh, to work with landowners to do this work. Um, and it's taken, you know, five or six years to get that work completed. Uh, But we worked with 30 landowners. Uh, We were able to, um, you know, restore like over 10 kilometers of riparian area and, Mm. you know, um, significant number of hectares of wetlands. Um, And again, that was with just us providing the tools, the information, and really trying just to get people to understand why this is important. And then they had to take the ball and run with it. And they did. And they did an exceptional job. So very proud of the work 
the Vermilion River watershed log system. Well, not to be a smart aleck, it's easier to do the right thing if you know what it is. Absolutely. And and right. that's that's what we find is that, you know, yeah. if you ask people, you know, there's 1.4 million people in, in this watershed. If you ask them, you know, are you concerned about water or water bodies? They'd all say yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then the question is, what what can I do? How how can I make a difference? Um, so, so what kinds of things, like what kinds of nitty gritty, okay, we're going to do this this week, um, did the landowners do? Like over, over a course of five years, if I'm a landowner that's got, I don't know, 600 acres that has the, the um, creek or, or river flowing through my land, wh- what do I do next week? That's a great question. So um, so some things are as simple as, uh, you know, if you have cattle, you know, uh, you know, trying to manage how much they graze next to the the lake or the creek or the river. Um, And you can graze cattle there, but you have to do it in a, in a, you know, kind of a sustainable way. Um, Some farmers actually um, did projects where they actually fenced off their uh, riparian areas so they didn't allow their cattle to go into those areas but then we provided funding so that they could have an off water uh, watering trough so we put in a pipe in the creek you know filled up a trough with water so the cattle could still drink Um, but it wasn't through wading through the creek or the river uh, or the lake Um, so that's an example. So fencing and an off-watering, off-site watering system is a great way that, you know, um, yep. probably did five or six projects like that. Yep. Well, and you're, you're you know, that's, that's a good example. Here's what you need to do. How am I going to do that? Yep. Well, we'll help, we'll help you do that. Exactly. And that, that has a big impact. What other kinds of things do landowners mm-hmm. uh, choose from to do? Um, I guess some of the, um, you know, big wins that we had with farmers was, I mean, at one time, and it wasn't that long ago, it was, you know, there was programs for farmers who had, say, a wetland in the middle of their field to drain it. And, yes. you know, so more land, the better. Um, and then after a while, we started to find out, hey, you know, that wasn't such a smart idea. You know, that that wetland actually you know, when it got really rainy, held all the rainwater. So the rest of the field didn't flood Um, or it provided, you know, it percolated through the soil and provided a lot of moisture through groundwater. Um, So reestablishing those wet areas. So plugging the drain and filling them up again. Um, Those are pretty easy ones. As simple as that. It's like, well, we, we dug a ditch here 10 years ago. Yep. And we just fill that in. Wow. Yeah. The, the two words, the, the two words that stick in my head um, when you say wetlands is filter and purify. Those are the, those are the two words that stick in my head. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, between riparian areas, which are those really green areas along the edge of water bodies. So mm-hmm. I mean, you live along the sturgeon, the red willow park, right? Yeah. It's green. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. There's willows, there's bulrushes, there's, you know, sedges and grasses. And it's, it's just, a, it's a mess of life. It's, and yeah. uh, they do such an important job in terms of filtering out any of the water that comes off, you know, in this case, you know, it's yeah. Albert, it's a street, but in a farmer's yeah. field, it's, it's their field. 
Yep. It captures the sediment, the nutrients, you know, any pesticides that might come yep. through. So yep. Mother Nature's great filters. Um, yep. And the other thing they really do, wetlands and riparian areas, is control floods and droughts. Um, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You, you've... You sort of miss that, right? Like mm-hmm. you get a you get a big downpour, and those things fill up, and mm-hmm. you know it it just slows the progression of the water. That's and gives it a slow release. It's it's sort of it's sort of out of view as a city person, as a person who lives urban. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of out of view. Yeah, um, yeah. but we so. started to mimic that again in the cities, and again, it, you know, whether you're in Edmonton or anywhere else, stormwater ponds. Right now, we have oh. ponds, and, and really all they are is pretend wetlands that slow down the water and clean it. So, my name, my neighbor has a has a wetland pond in the front of his yard. He's got a big gravel thing that's a few feet deep, okay. big coarse gravel, and then it's filled in with with light gravel. Yeah. And in a in a like a two hour rainstorm, he won't have any runoff from his front from his front yard, and it right. and it slowly absorbs. And I'm thinking about my wife, my wife Kate has a as a couple of rain barrels. I mean, it just slows down just two barrels of water, and yeah. then we can spread that out over the next two weeks. It never occurred to me until just this moment yeah. that uh, that that's part of what that is. That's that's kind of neat. Absolutely. So your neighbor has what's called a rain garden. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of neat. He's a well, he's a he's a biologist, and okay. uh, and he used to work with Ducks Unlimited. He's a really interesting guy. Oh, cool. uh, I should I should do a podcast. With, I'm going to do a podcast with him. I, I probably but, I probably know him. <laughs> but he but he yeah. so he he redesigned his yard. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't have much grass, and yeah. uh, all of his plants are native plants. Yeah. Anyway, anyways, you may you may well know him, and he's been a great member member a great neighbor for decades so we should chat oh for sure yeah so where where are we now Mm -hmm. where are we now so yeah yeah you know we're in the midst of you know working with our sub watershed so i mentioned the vermilion well we also have one in the sturgeon and i actually uh worked for the city of st albert for many years And said to the North Saskatchewan Watershed Alliance, we need one for the sturgeon. Uh, So the sturgeon group has now been, uh, you know, working pretty diligently for since around probably 2012 as well. um, And has got um, through NSWA, we've been able to get over $800,000 worth of grants to do work in that sub watershed. Even right now, Tim, we're doing water quality monitoring on the sturgeon which, you know, hasn't been done. It wasn't there when we did our original report. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, so we also have a group that we work with in the headwaters. Um, and we also work a lot with um, Alberta Environment. Uh, there is, especially for people who are in Edmonton, uh, there is a special um, capital region um, water quality framework so obviously Edmonton is massive and it has impacts on the river. And so there is um, a group that meets and talks just about what is going into the river. Uh, you know, what is it doing to the health? And probably most importantly is what are we going to do as the city continues to grow? Mm-hmm. And there's more 
you know, wastewater going in. There's more stormwater going in. You know, there's more non-point sources going in. How are we going to manage that? Yep. Um, so there is a, is a really good group that is meeting on that. And they've been meeting for over a decade. So. Yep. Good. What are the plans for the next year, five years, 10 years? Another great question. So another really super thing I want to share with you guys is as much as Alberta Environment tries to do water quality monitoring, they have what's called their long-term uh, network. So on our North Saskatchewan River, that's really about four or five stations. So, uh, you know, up by Rocky Mountain House, uh, there is one at Devon, uh, one downstream of Edmonton, a little place called Pecan, and then at the Saskatchewan border. Uh, because legally, Alberta has to maintain water quality before it goes over the border. Okay. All right. Every province does. Same with Saskatchewan. Interesting. Interesting. So, which makes a lot of sense, right? So, sure, sure. Yeah. But um, a recent partnership, again, collaborative partnerships, is how we get everything done. Um, EPCOR, City of Edmonton, uh, Alberta Environment, and ourselves uh, got together, and we are now doing what's called a watershed um, water quality monitoring program. So instead of just having these five stations, we've added 19 stations to the river and its tributaries. And in some cases, the tributaries have had no information on them, none whatsoever. Uh, so this project just started probably about a year and a half ago. And it is from contributions from um, EPCOR water users, particularly in Edmonton. So if you live in Edmonton, there's a little line on your utility bill that says, you know, I'm supporting, you know, a watershed program. Good. And it's, uh, it's, it's pennies for individual people, but it is, it is billions of dollars worth of information to those yeah. of us trying to protect the river. It's enough to make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what that means then from five to 19 is almost four times as much uh, as, as many data collection points as was in place. That's much, much improved. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And nowadays we have measure, we have sensors that can actually measure in real time and uh, continuously rather than just sending, you know, a little Alberta environment person down there to sample once a month. This is okay. continuous data. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it is. It is going to be significant in terms of anything we do moving forward. So a yeah. huge leap forward. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So where are you headed? Where are we headed? Yeah. Um, again, I think was is. I think what we're finding is like what we found was working with the Vermilion to begin with. And now, you know, we're doing this watershed project is we have to partner together to do yeah. this work. So I'm seeing a lot more collaborative work going into the future. I see um, a lot more data that's going to be available to us. So whether it's water quality data yeah. um, or we have another project where we're um, using up to date satellite information to assess the health of riparian areas. Interesting. And it's a brand new method. Oh, and interesting. we piloted it in the headwaters area. We validated on the ground and it looks good. So we just, we got a grant for about half a million dollars to expand it for the entire watershed. Um, so we're going to have data, Tim. We're going to have partners. We're going to have data. 
And uh, that's what you need to come up with solutions for, whether it's population growth or changes yeah. in development, climate change, uh, yeah. another really big one, yeah. um, invasive species. Uh, yeah. You know, the mother nature is throwing things at us and yeah. we've got to be able to keep up. Yeah. When you say that, I think that data, solid data drives confidence in your recommendations. Like it just from an advisory group's perspective to have that kind of solid data to stand on mm -hmm. makes things much better. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm interested to know what has surprised you or delighted you in your time as executive director. You know, I guess probably the, you know, the biggest delight I get is, is when I see, you know, individual, you know, groups, or organizations that were frustrated and they're trying to do something and they don't know what they do, could do. And when we bring them together and we put them in the same room and we say, hey, guys, you guys are all talking about the same thing. Yep. Let's do something together. Yep. And, uh, really to be able to leverage that. Like uh, for the Sturgeon River, 12 municipalities are part of that group. Alberta Environment, um, nonprofit organizations, you know, First Nations. And we're all sitting around the table and we're all saying the same thing. We need yep. to do something. That, yep. That's been the greatest. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And I would think that uh, to see one of your um, sub watershed groups from, from, uh, Vermilion, mm -hmm. uh, you know, be awarded that um, that environmental award has got to be mm -hmm. delightful. Absolutely. Absolutely, and 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 what has what kinds of things disappoint you? What's what are the source of disappointment along the way? Um, you don't have to talk about that if you don't want to. You can move on. <laughs> no, no, and I think it's, I think it's really important that we talk about our failures just as much as our successes um, because a lot of times we don't tackle problems because we're afraid we're going to fail. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Uh, the Sturgeon group, um, it actually tried to get together like in 2006 yeah. and it couldn't, it didn't make it. The first group of people that got together, they just couldn't get on the same page. Mm. And so we had to say, okay, you know what? Time out. Let's rethink this. You know, what did we not do in the first place? And so we really went into it the second time and said, okay, the, this is the foundation we need before we do anything else. Mm -hmm. um, as always, people want to jump right to the solution. Um, but we have to talk about things like how are we going to make decisions? Um, you know, where are we going to get our money? Like what happens if we disagree? Um, so, I mean, as much as that first try you know, was was a failure, was the disappointment. I had to say my heart was broken. It was like, ah. Oh. But uh, the second one is like just, you know, doing an amazing job. And it was those lessons we learned that, that will really have made the second version that much stronger. So. Um, Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Well, yeah. The North Saskatchewan Watershed Alliance, we're a nonprofit. And there is literally, there is five of us. Uh, yes. It's not a great big group. Uh, yes. You know, and the three of us, there's three of us full time, two part time. 
Yeah. The amount of grants that we get and the amount of work that we do is uh, is really amazing. Um, you know, the staff are are really. I mean, again, I you know that's what I'm most proud of is is that how hard they work and yep. and how much patience they have because you know working with people, getting people to work together is yep. is as uh, it's not an easy task. So um, I'm always very proud of them. You are driving a great return on that investment. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So for every dollar we get for our operational money, we get a little bit of money from the province. We generate $3 in grant funds. Fantastic. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's our return on investment. That's my bottom line. Awesome. So. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking the water now. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Drink the water, right? Yeah. It's, it's life support critical is what it is. Absolutely. Um, what are you most hopeful for? Oh, I'm most hopeful for, um, I guess, just, you know, the innovation of not just the data, you know, and the techniques that we have, although that's wonderful, is the ability of um, of people to use it. And a really great example of that is actually today um, our two summer students started. And young people, they know so much more than we did at their age. Yeah. They are so much more attuned to working in collaborative partnerships, engaging yeah. with people, you know, really like, m- you know, multitasking, understanding the complexities of the world. Uh, you know, that's what I'm hopeful for because I have, you know, two young people in this office and they are have the potential to do 100 times more you know, than I've been able to do. So. Lovely. I think the biggest, I think one of the biggest achievements in, in organizations like yours is when, when skilled people bring, bring together individuals with significantly different and sometimes competing motivations and find enough shared um, needs and desire to collaborate, mm-hmm. even even when we're looking for specific personal outcomes that may differ, and that's a that's a big job. And I, I suspect that's the difference of what happened with the with the uh, Sturgeon watershed is is folks couldn't couldn't sort of find enough to say okay let's let's fight for this and work together for it. And then the second time round with your redefinition of what it is we're going to focus on, yeah, we can sign on for that. That's something that will benefit everybody and me too. So. I think that's excellent. Um, what would you like to close with? I guess just close with is, you know, um, as much as, you know, you might not live right next to the North Saskatchewan River, you are part of its watershed. Everybody lives in a watershed. So whether you're a farmer and you're nowhere near creek, uh, but you have a little wetland in your field, or whether you're, you know, living in a city and you have a rain barrel or a rain garden, uh, you are all part of this watershed and you all make a huge difference. So again, the watershed is a complex, big thing, um, but so are we. And, you know, the more innovative, the more adaptive we can be um, as to our changing world, um, the healthier our watershed's going to be. Nice. Mm-hmm. Leah, thank you for talking to us about water and the North Saskatchewan Watershed Alliance. I think it will help us elevate 
your game. Thank you. Thanks, Dan.